and welcome to Dice and a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by baked goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your dungeon master, tall boy, and amateur pastry chef. I'm joined tonight by a triple chocolate and honeycomb brownie. Mm. And I have to tell you, this is the first brownie I've made in quite a while, and it absolutely kicks ass. It's, yeah, can confirm. It's really good, guys. It's fudgy, but gooey, but it's not like falling apart and spilling everywhere. And it's just, it's a really pleasurable mouth experience. Ooh, it's chocolatey. Good mouth feel. But also toffee-ish. Yeah. It's the right blend of like cakey and fudgy, because sometimes I find people make brownies yeah, and yeah. it's just like underdone dough. Mm. And they go, oh, it's good and fudgy. And I'm like, but there's no cake in that. But this is like perfect balance. When I put the mix in, I was worried that it would be like I'd put in too many chocolate chips because mm. I put in I put in normal chocolate chips, white chocolate chips, and uh, honeycomb chips, and I put it in. And it kind of looked fruit cakey in that kind of consistency, mm-hmm. and then it came out and it was perfect. It didn't know what I was worrying about. <laughs> but as a special as a special bonus, as a, as a mini slice of life with my slice, I know I'm doubling mm. up. Um, there's a garnish in the photograph that is one of my homegrown strawberries. Ah! Homegrown strawberries. Ooh, ooh. in hanging baskets. I've also started doing that. It's great, isn't it? And this this one in particular is very special because it's actually two little strawberries that share one stem. It's so cute. So they're twinsies. That's cute. They're twinning. It's super cute. Here's, here's my strawberry uh, story. My next door neighbour grows them and they've been growing um, underneath the fence uh, in our back garden. So um, I've also got strawberries. You know you're not meant to take those, right, Tom? You know they're not yours. Tom, you just admitted to doing a, a food crime. <laughs> they on my fence though T- to be fair they they're growing on your they property. my side they my side they for me my side my stomach <laughs> so hi my name is jazz and i play skylar and today i am back to my old faithful i love a london cheesecake and so i'm back baby because i found out that aldi's London cheesecakes are superior. Um. Now that I found out that I can buy them as part of my grocery shopping and not just like a treat <laughs> for going outside, I'm I mean, in it's trouble. Dangerous. I'm yeah. in trouble. <laughs> get mum. <laughs> yeah, get mum. I am unsupervised. I'm going to have to try one of these things at They're some really point good. because uh, it, in my mind they don't make sense. Uh, mm. And that may be because they're called a cheesecake. Yeah, there is no cheese. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, and now I know this is going to be a little bit controversial on our podcast, but I'm not actually a very big cake fan. Hang it's been on. two what? years, Jazz. Now, can I just say, if you don't get the same amount of shit that I got when I said that, um, then we're going to have problems. I think this is almost worse because Tom joined very new and in the first few weeks said, hey, I'm actually not. Jazz, you've been here over two years. It does feel a little bit like, you know, in a film when there's like a heel turn right at the end. Yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah. yeah. I've just I've just turned this all upside down. Hey, do, do you want to know something else about London Cheesecake? Because I've been Googling it because I'm trying to work out why it's called London Cheesecake. London Cheesecake cheesecake, despite its name, is not a cheesecake, nor is it from London. What? Who oh. named it? Because they did a terrible job. I know. Do you think they Kaiser so say it? Well, some say that the original contained cheese curds, like in between the layers of pastry, which I kind of get. Very popular in the 50s. Mm. Um, but the origins of the pastry are a mystery. <gasps> Lost to time. That is wild. We're becoming a baking conspiracy uh-huh. podcast. 
That would be such a good spin-off. Oh my god, can we go on a national treasure adventure to find out the root of this pastry? Yes, <laughs> screw our day jobs. I want to be Nick Cage. I reckon Channel 4 would, would syndicate that. Yeah, they absolutely would. Channel 4, get in touch. Hello, I'm Tom, Short King, and your next fling, question mark? Um, oh god, I hate that. Are you a Short King? Aren't you really tall? Short King. Short King, Short King in half. Short King is a state of mind. Short King is a state of mind. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm coming at you today with a French chocolate roll and some brown liquid, Ew. by which I mean a pan of chocolat and a double espresso. And they were real good and they made me happy. Um, that's the most important thing. That's me. Hi, my name's Alicia. I play Tala and I'm doubling down with Josh today. I have I have a slice of pie combined with my slice of life. So my baked good today, I have a slice of lemon meringue pie and it's delicious. And the reason I requested pie is because this week I went to see the musical waitress at the theatre royal it is just one of my favorite musicals and i love it so much and i took josh for the first time and i was so concerned that he was going to hate it and that was going to break my heart a little bit but how many times had you cried before the interval josh uh, i cried once before the interval then after the <laughs> interval there was one song one number and then i just basically cried from from the the number after the first number to the end it's it was so beautiful a, it's such a good god story. it made me feel so many fucking feelings yeah. i just i had such a great time so of course I had to have pie um, if you've not seen Waitress or listened to it do that thing because you won't regret it sugar sugar butter. <laughs> it's so good oh, my it's heart, so my good heart. literally the second the opening number started I started to well up I just felt so overwhelmed I was like oh it's happening <laughs> Skylar why don't you catch us up with what happened last time? So, last time we woke up on our own boat, no weird dreams or nothing, and we were greeted by our brand new crew. We had a couple of introductions, and then after Tyler gave her first captain's speech, we decided to check out the blue hole under the last hope. We suspected the crew of the Black Razor had been up to something strange down there, so we went for a swim. And after swimming up from the bottom, we discovered that the the entire cave that used to be the pool hall had been turned into a temple of Axel. Meanwhile, a wagon train replete with goblins traverses sandy dunes, cast against the shadow of a deserted plateau. Unbeknownst to them, an undulating worm watches from beneath the scorching sands. So the three of you are in this subterranean temple to the strange otherworldly presence that is Axel, this pernicious evil that has persisted throughout all of your adventures thus far. On the ceiling, there is this sigil that seems to depict the symbol of Axel as you know it. And all around you are runes that make up some sort of magical circle. You've come up through the blue hole, having come in through some tunnels. Skylar, Tala, and Bodhi. Can you please... If you say roll initiative, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please make me a perception check? Uh, that's a 17 for Tala. 23. <sighs> that wasn't great. 11 for Bodhi. Bodhi, you're kind of too concerned with the sigils on the ground Absolutely. to really notice what else is going going on. Tala, looking around, you sort of see evidence of not criminal activity, but certainly you know, the stuff mentioned previously, the boxes and the remnants of stuff left behind. You see some uh, bottles 
that have got like a ready purpley liquid in there, they're stoppered with some cork. Obviously, there's the stuff on the ceiling. There's the bloody ink stains all over the walls. Mm. Skylar, as you're looking around, you see all of the previously mentioned stuff. You also notice that some of these bloody ink splatters on the walls, and actually there are some pools of it that have kind of just gathered on the floor as well. They're not immediately obvious because you're not near them and the way that the light is reflecting, but when you see it, it, it's kind of obvious what they are. Um, You see there are thin trails of slime leaving from them. And with a 23 as well, Skylar, as you're looking around, you follow one of these slime trails and you see a kind of foot-long, sluggy-looking thing just going up one of the walls. It's it's sort of indigo in colour and just... We've seen these before, haven't we? You have seen these yeah. before. I was going to say, are they the same ones that we were hit, that were here last it is, time? It is the same sluggy, grubby things that were here last I time. I can't remember what they did, but... They were, like, all over the walls yeah. when we first came down and there was that uh, mind flayery thing. And they all vanished. Yeah. But... Now there's one back. So there's a very clear axle symbol on the ceiling. Yeah. All of the bloody ink marks, are they like meant to look like symbols of writer or are they just smears? To your eye, Tala, they just probably look like blood stains and ink stains. Really, you'd have to know someone who knows about this stuff, specifically like the rituals required for whatever's mm-hmm. going on. I think even Bodhi, you wouldn't really have the knowledge of that. No. Tala's now wondering whether this like ink and blood mix like fuels these slugs mm. and whether the smears are there to get the slugs on the wall. Interesting. I think Tala goes from looking visibly like uh, uncomfortable to just then very angry. Mm-hmm. Can, can we investigate this blood ink mixture? Yeah, to what extent? Basically, is it just blood and natural ink like squid ink or ink from a pen so how are you planning on working that out it's a fair question tala's gonna sniff it and maybe touch it you're a brave woman just roll me a straight intelligence check then (laughs) she only went and got a nat fucking 20 (laughs) all right she knows the smell of blood plus your intelligence modifier which is nothing love that (laughs) I'm a barber. Straight 20 roll. (laughs) Love it. Love that for you. I'm so proud of myself. Thank you, Dice. So, Tala, you kind of go over to one of these pools. The first thing you notice is that it is kind of oily. Like, it's got that shimmer on top that oil kind of has on water. But it's a... Unlike oil on top of water, this this sort of reflective pearlescence is throughout the entire liquid, not just on the surface. And as such, it's kind of moving and warping around within the puddle that you find, the one that you go to. Right. Almost like it itself is a living thing. Uh-huh. You look at it and actually it seems as though the ink and what you believe to be blood is choosing to not mix with what you assume is salt water. Huh. So the salt the salt water and this this really dark red ink blood mixture aren't mixing. Okay. So you, if you want to taste it, you can taste it. What happens if I add more water to it? So if Tala like rings out part of her hair because we've just come out of the blue hole, like onto this puddle, what happens? So the, the portion of it that is made of salt water increases and the, the sort of amount of agitation doesn't change much. It's kind of lava lampy with the amount that it's moving. It's just like gentle swirling within the pool. What happens if I kick it? You, what, you want to splash your foot in it or something? Yeah, I'm just going to kick my foot through it. Sure, you do that and it kind of just makes the puddle agitated. 
and like there are little globs of this inky blood that moves into through the salt water and then eventually it kind of rejoins the greater mass. Does it like splash out everywhere or does it not? It does, it does a bit, yeah. And the stuff that lands on the stony cave floor doesn't really do much. It just kind of sits there. Okay, I don't know what this stuff is. It doesn't seem to like salt water. So I'm thinking maybe we can just like wash it or I, I have no idea. It's weird that it doesn't like salt water. I don't know. It's weird. Tyler, can you roll me a deck save? Ooh, yeah, I can. You have a, you have advantage because of your barbarian thing. That's a nine. When you when you kind of, kind of splash into this puddle mm-hmm. with your foot, some of it does just get uh, on your skin. Uh, uh, no. Oh dear. Can I wipe it off? R.I.P. Tyler. As you wipe it off, you realise that it's left like a stain on your skin, and it's like a dark circle. <gasps> does it just like a, it doesn't it doesn't look like a black uh, a black spot? It just looks like a stain on my skin, right? It does, in fact. Look like a black spot. A black spot. <laughs> okay, guys, don't touch the stuff because I think it will uh, stain your skin and, you know, mark you. Oh, Tala. <laughs> Tala, you sense something brush against your mind. Ooh. Come at me, bitch. <laughs> Do you say that in your head or what? Absolutely. She's had actually try and pry in her brain before. So you're back for round two. Yeah, I feel like you didn't get enough of an ass kicking the first time, you know? Everybody. Oh dear. Absolutely not. In the centre of the circle, you see take form a creature that only Tala has seen <gasps> of the three of you. Oh boy. With a huge, now like dark purple body and tendrils coming out, an array of five eyes that arrange themselves in a cross. Oh no. You see forming in the centre of this teleportation circle an aboleth. Oh, that's actually worse. So they exist in water. And Tala, <laughs> unlike the one that you had seen previously, yeah. this one does not look old. It does not look ragged. It looks full of energy. It looks full of vim and vigor. Like a load of people have recently been sacrificing themselves, sure. It's just sort of laying there and it's looking directly at you, Tala. And it kind of looks a little bit like the symbol on the ceiling. Tala, make me a wisdom saving throw. Twenty-two. The creature, the creature is just there. Uh, guys, I, I think I've somehow summoned this guy. Uh, can you unsummon it, please, Skylar? You hear a voice in your head. No, I don't. And it says, <laughs> "Now I've not seen you before. Oh, welcome." I just ignore it. Just flat out don't acknowledge it. Sure, that's fine. But Bodhi, I don't <laughs> suppose you can like read the teleportation sigils to see where this dude came from. Assuming all of this is uh, down the telepathic link as opposed to mm-hmm. out loud, yeah. um, I say, it's not a teleportation circle as such it's more, do you remember when I, I spoke to you about um, that spell in the new book that I've got Word of Recall? Oh, and it takes you back to a place. To a to, Specifically to a religious place, sure. which I don't love for this, if I'm entirely honest. There's There seems to be much more of an, a, a religious um, impact to this place than what I like. Yeah. Tala, the Aboleth in your head says, now there's an interesting one. I can't speak to him at all. What? <laughs> and Skylar, you hear that as well. Bodhi, you don't hear that. Tala's just like, yeah, just speak to me. You don't need to speak to anyone else. You said that to the creature? Yeah. How high is this ceiling? How far away is that axle symbol mark? Uh, let's say the ceiling is 30 feet high. So Tala says telepathically, she's like, I think we need to try and get that mark off the ceiling. I don't know whether we can like burn it off or like wipe it off or scratch it off. You guys feel like this creature is just looking at you 
while you're talking to each other. Do you have like a purpose here? <laughs> like, are you going to be helpful or are you just going to go? Listen, <laughs> Bodhi doesn't necessarily know what an Ableth is. That being said, it's a big scary creature that has just appeared yeah. that looks slightly Axulian. Sure. Can I make some sort of check to see, first of all, what it is? And secondly, why it's just sitting there and not attacking? Because yep. I think Bodhi's immediate response was just, okay, Hit ready it. ready in action kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Romeo and Nature. No, Romeo and Arcana check. Oh, that was in that 20. Yay! Uh, 25. Smashing it. Bodhi, so you know of Aboleths. You've read about them, certainly, if not have heard about them. These are creatures that seemingly have existed forever. They have an infinite knowledge and infinite memory. There are rumours that even if you kill one, it just comes back. Oh. You cannot get rid of them while while something or someone knows about them, they will come back. They are sort of embodiments of memory and knowledge. Horrendous. They are generally aquatic. They are amphibious, you know that as well. They can read minds. Cool. And they have been known to take control of people. And as you're having this thought process, you're like, oh, I did hear about a load of people getting possessed out of the last hope. This guy's probably related to that. For sure, for sure. Okay, cool. What was the other thing you wanted to know, sorry? Uh, the question was why it's just standing there or sitting mm -hmm. there. These are very intelligent creatures. Okay. They are vastly intelligent given their just their amount of knowledge they have and also the amount of time that they live. It's own motives you don't know, but roll me an insight check. Jeez, oh, I hate it. That was a nine. What's my insight? That's a nine. <laughs> it just seems to be like sitting there bemused. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like in, in the middle of the circle, it's just kind of there. It's not attacking you guys. So you probably know this already, but this is an abolith. They're kind of a big deal. It might have been what was wrong at the last top a few months. Yeah, well, we we killed it, the last one. It feels like this is maybe it's been reborn. Yep, mm -hmm. they, they, that's the thing. They don't really die. So this might just be, yeah, as you say, the, the same, same one, ready to do the same thing again. Is there something that you can think of besides going toe-to-tentacle with this that might be good or... Are we just going toward a tentacle? I feel like the best battle against it is to make this place not Exulian, but Luskin. I feel like we need to get all the ink shit out. We need to get that symbol off. Uh, but that's that's all I've got. I don't... That's also just my personal bias. You and know. what about the ink on you? You think <laughs> I'm scared of a black spot? Come on, bud. I, I really wish we would stop communicating mentally. I would listen to Skylar if I were you. Uh, can can everyone hear me telepathically when I speak to the Aboleth? Yeah. Oh, okay. If you wish them to, yeah. I, I, I imagine she probably doesn't. Okay, that's fine. I think she's trying to make sure that she maintains its attention so it doesn't sure. try and get anyone else. Isn't it strange? I can't talk to Bodhi at all. How funny. So Tala's just going to ignore that. Tala's just going to get a blanket, in fact, and she's just going to start wiping the shit off the walls <sighs> and just like trying to get it off, making sure not to get any on her skin. Sure. Tali, you pick up a blanket and you start scrubbing the walls, but it doesn't come off. You. What if I, like, put water at it? Yeah, you do that, and the ink just kind of glistens beautifully, but the water runs off it. Okay, Bodhi, you're like science and magic. What's, like, the opposite of ink on the science table? What science table? How do I get rid of ink? <laughs> Soap. In, in your head, Skylar, you hear, Very good, Skylar. See, you're the one that should be in charge, not Tala. Do you have soap? I don't know. I've got lots of soap. 
Lots of soap. Hey, not talking to you. Jump down the blue hole. Loads of soap there. I mean, I've got like a pack. Maybe I've got some stuff in there. We have explorers packs. Would there be soap in the explorers packs? Yeah, there'd be there'd be soap in the explorers packs. Yeah. So you you both go into your relative packs and you take out your soap. You start scrubbing the wall, and the the inky the inky blood does come off. Oh, Tyler just looks at Skylar like so smart. Thank you. What can I say? What are you using to uh, scrub the wall with your soap? Imagine Tyler's like got a blanket between her hand and the soap. Sure. I would advise Skylar to do the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some kind of... I've probably got, like, a leather glove on or something, you know? Again, from the... Sure. Can I... Meanwhile, can I just be looking at the uh, word of recall circle, see if it's drawn on in chalk, see if it's inscribed into the, into the stone, see like yeah. see how it's... I'm not going to make you roll for it, because I think I made you, made you roll for it last time, uh, and you've, you're just sort of taking that time to look at it. This circle seems to be, like, okay. etched into the stone, like little channels have been dug into it, okay. and then it's been filled in with more of this inky blood. There are locations where it seems like there have been candles and things. Okay. Buddy, what languages do you speak? <laughs> Common and halfling, baby. Woo! Anyone here speak deep speech? I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. No. So the, the the creature turns to Bodhi and like you hear it make a, a deep guttural noise that kind Ooh. of sounds like the gasping of stars. Ooh. Wow. But it just doesn't got no idea what it's trying to say. Yeah, totally, man. How does one translate the gasping of stars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bodhi's heard a lot about these creatures, never actually seen one. Realistically, it's, it's one of the kind of scariest, outside of full-on krakens and uh, the sea serpents of, of elemental chaos and things like that, you know, it's yeah. it's one of the most terrifying things uh, out there, kind of story-wise. Sure. Um, and he's just sort of watching it, kind of looking at the ground, seeing seeing whether there's anything that he can he can kind of do that doesn't get him anywhere near getting a black dot, because he's absolutely not about that. That's mm. good. Uh, we like that. <laughs> and I think he looks down at the viscous uh, Icarus liquid and thinks, uh, I mean, what would be on the opposite side of the table to this? Um, and thinks about fire, thinks about, yeah. Oh, well, we, uh, nature check. That's a 17. You reckon that, yeah, it would be soap or fire? Cool. In that case, Bodhi kind of goes, um, right, so that's great. Carry on what you're doing. Tyler and Skylar just doing like manual cleaning of the like, and we just look round at him like, you're gonna help? If you could make any fire, now would also be the time for that because it seems like this stuff won't like fire. And I think he kind of takes a couple of deep breaths and... Oh, God, do I? Do yeah, it. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Do it, we support you. <laughs> uh, he kind of looks at the ab- aboleth, uh, shrugs as, as if to say, what are you going to do? And his eyes start to glimmer with an internal fire as his feet start to lick with flame. Um, <laughs> flame starts to erupt across <laughs> his body as Bodhi casts a Shardalon's stride on himself. Cool. And as he does, he just sort of like runs at the aboleth and basically at the circle surrounding the Aboleth, the word of recall sure. circle, yeah. and he's just going to sort of like skid into the circle and uh, run back out and just start like running through as much of the sort of ichor as possible. So asking specifically, do you run at the Aboleth or just through the circles? Specifically just through the circles. So Bodhi, you, these flames sort of appear in your eyes and then around your feet and they sort of just kind of lick up around your body and you start running and you can't move quite fast as well. Yes. And the second these flames start around you and you touch this inky blood that's sort of filling these grooves, they just burst into flames. Nice. And the flames lick along this ritual circle 
and start crisscrossing across. And as, as you're running around, they stretch out towards the Aboleth, and the second the flames reach it, it just disappears. Coward. Oh, Bodhi fully just has has full-on zoomies. Um, <laughs> Got to go oh. fast. You could run up to the ceiling where the symbol is. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. <laughs> Through the telepathic bond, uh, just sort of says, um, can either of you hear it anymore? I'm assuming that's who you were talking to, um, as opposed to as opposed to just uh, some some random voice. I'm assuming that, that it was that that was talking to you through your head. Tala just telepathically is like, hello. Tala, oh. you hear it say, Fuck. oh, I'm still here. Ah, crap. Skylar doesn't hear it. Just time. Oh. How big is this word of recall circle? It's a really good question. Um, it's 15 foot radius, so 20 foot diameter. So Tala's just going to go stand at the edge of the circle to see if she can sense if it's turned invisible. Yeah, yeah with, with, with your blind sight. Interesting. If you're now getting to the edge of the circle, your blind sight still wouldn't quite reach where it was. Oh, okay. Bodhi, will I be in trouble if I go inside this thing? Bodhi's inside the circle, pinging around like a, <laughs> like a flaming pinball. Oh, is Bodhi inside it? Yeah, that's how he's spreading the fire across. Oh. Word of Recall uh, works as a point in space that you can come back to. It can't take you to other places. It's just one point that you can come back to. So you shouldn't be going somewhere else um, inside okay. this. Unless I've made But I a... will get burnt though, right? You, you'll get a little bit toasty. Can Tala just walk around the rest of the cave first to make sure it's not like moved around to somewhere else? Yeah. She's now doing like... Like a Marco Polo with her fucking blind sight. Absolutely. Just trying to like sense this. Episode. So Skylar, while Tala's walking around trying to detect this thing, what are you up to? Are you still scrubbing the walls? Yeah, he's just trying to keep his mind really clear. Just trying to not engage. Sure. You're probably going to come across your slug soon. <laughs> Steady Yeah, on. I'm going to squash that slug. I, I will say you, you do kind of start cleaning bits of bloody ink by where the slug is. Uh, if you want to try and stab it, you're more than welcome to. How big is it? It's about a foot long. Oh, it's a big slug. Wow. Gross. So gross. Okay. Horrible. Really horrible. Is it sad that my only reference for that is, I think, of a subway? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about as big as a full subway <laughs> sandwich. That's my only size of reference for a foot long is a subway sandwich. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, roll me an attack. Roll me a stab. What are you stabbing it with? Oh, can I give it a stab with Moontooth? You can use Moontooth. Yeah. You could even do like a green flame blade attack with Moontooth if you wanted to. Yeah. Get fire on the wall. So roll roll to hit. Uh, so that's a 17. 17 hits. So roll damage with Moontooth. So that's a 16. 16 Ooh. total. Great. Skyler, you just, like you're, you're scrubbing with one hand, you draw Moontooth with the other one and you just fucking hit this slug mm -hmm. and it doesn't take much to kill it. It looks kind of quite vulnerable and it's quite like fleshy Gross. and you watch as the flames just like ripple out from Moontooth across the slime on this slug and the and it follows the slime trail as well leading from one of these blood splatters and then also from one of these pools of this bloody ink mm. and it just sort of goes across. In my head it looks very like him in the swamp if he was like going through and then he just got out a knife and just speared something to a tree. Yes, mm -hmm. very just, much he so. He felt very like he'd gone back to his roots. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, can everyone please roll me a con save? Oh, <laughs> oh no! Everyone. Everyone, yeah. Uh, dirty 20. I also got a dirty 20 twinning. Yo, yo, I up? got an 8. So, Skylar, you take 12 thunder damage. Ooh. Thunder? Spicy. As when this creature is struck and killed, it lets out this shriek, this ear-shattering Oh, yeah, they did shriek. that. And Skylar, you're deafened just for a minute. Tala and Bodhi, you take six thunder damage. Oh, my God, what the bloody hell was that? 
Oh, shit, I forgot they did that. I really didn't enjoy that. And you guys see as well this green fire now from Skylar's green flame blade, like, rippling from where the creature was across this slime trail, and it links all of the pools of blood. <gasps> like, this creature's obviously been going from pool to pool to spatter to pool. Yeah. Doesn't hit the main sigil, though. Ooh. The main sigil seems to have not been touched by this creature. And actually... It's not just the screaming of one creature, it's loads of these creatures around now. And they were like hiding in amongst the stalactites. Oh, and gross. And like in little crevices and cracks and things. Yeah. And they'd formed this web of this slime all over the walls. Ew. And the flames are only there momentarily. Like you're not you're not turning this place into a furnace. Mm. But the flames do like neatly circle around the sigil on the ceiling. Oh no, we really need to get rid of that sigil. The Temple of Axel is briefly filled with orange and green flames. Do the puddles start to like evaporate from the flames? Like does the flame seem to be like ruining the puddles? The puddles start to bubble and boil. Oh, like they're cooking. Gross. Like they're cooking and what is left behind are just steaming, blackened, shallow indents in the floor. Skylar, could you light one of your arrows on fire and shoot it at the ceiling? I can give it a shot. Ha! Great. Wordplay. Hell yeah. Tala will just help light a flame and kind of hold it to one of Skylar's arrows for Skylar to shoot it at the ceiling. Yeah, like I'd need like a little bit of fabric or something dipped in oil. Oh, we have that. I tear a little bit off a sleeve and just kind of like wrap it around one of the tips of your there, arrows. There are literally blankets everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, there's loads of fabric everywhere that <laughs> oh, we've been well, cleaning walls with. We're, we're... Bodhi's just desperate to go sleeveless. This was a new shirt. <laughs> you could have told me. Look, it's not my fault your observations shine. Talk about teamwork, <laughs> eh? Okay, so I am going to shoot the fire arrow. Cool, do it. It's a 15. 15, yeah, that's fine. So you, you guys tie some fabric around the end of the arrow you light it using your tinderboxes you watch Skylar sort of leans back and just releases it and it hits the big symbol of Axel on the ceiling now it's obviously not a soft surface so the arrow itself kind of hits it and pings off ah. makes a little bit of a spark on it shove everyone off to one side like dodge <laughs> starts wildly ricocheting around the room comedically the Flames just gently touch whatever this thing is made of, and it goes up. Fuck yeah. Real fast. Like, much faster than the slime, much faster than the pools. Amazing. And it's this indigo blue flame Ooh. that just licks over it. Oh, wow. And Skyly, because of your passive perception, you can hear this. There are, like, five tings that fall onto the stone. Ooh. Tala's definitely, like, kind of chanting in Luskin as this thing is burning. Sure. Uh, roll me a religion check. It's not helping, but it's helping her feel better. A religion check. Or a performance check if you prefer. Oh, that's an 18. 18. Ooh. In performance. Itala, it feels right, this kind of ritual aspect of destroying this this negative to Luska. Mm -hmm. um, the chanting feels right and you feel righteous. Righteous. Yeah. I'm gonna um, roll a perception to pick up those five pings. Uh, I'm not gonna make you roll perception because you kind of know roughly where they landed. You, you heard them, you can use your just use your brain. Use your boy My brain. foraging skills. Your foraging skills, yes. You So you go over and these are five opalescent stones. Ooh. They're kind of circular. They're, they're, they're flat discs made of opal that sort of have a bullseye kind of design to them. It's not like they're red in the middle with black and white lines coming out of them. It's just like this opalescence seems to have a circular 
ripple coming out from the centre. Oh, they need to be smashed. Um, very pretty. You, re- you reckon they'd fetch fetch a good price? Oh, I ain't selling this bullshit. Even I, the one who wants all the money. Do you remember the last time we took stuff from this cave and we had to burn it in that place and it like fucked everything You didn't up. have to burn it. You chose to burn it. We, we felt like we really had to burn it. You felt <laughs> obligated to burn yeah. it. Yeah. I think what I want to do is smash slash destroy four of them and keep one of them for research purposes. Maybe two so we can see how they interact with each other. Okay, how are you going to try to smash them? Uh, Tala! <laughs> so they've, they've just survived like a 30-foot drop without seemingly yeah. taking any damage yeah, to them. Yeah, but a 30-foot drop whilst they, they probably just hadn't reached terminal velocity because of the fact that they're so small. Possibly. Could I come and uh, just sort of like peek over the outstretched hand of Skylar just to take a look at these things? Yeah, uh, what are you trying to do, buddy? I'd like to um, assess what I think they could be. He can't help it. You come to like look and for a moment of just like smirking, he lifts it higher than you can see. Oh, come on now. And then he brings it back down. Come on now. (laughs) I was just going to see if uh, they had any magical properties because generally speaking, you need a lot more than just brute force to to destroy things of Mm. magical nature. Roll me an arcana check, Bodhi. That was a 14 plus 5 for a 19. Bodhi, you can over and look at these and you're aware that there's a lot of cultures that have uh, an associated significance to stones that look like eyes mm. um, some cultures use them as like a ward for keeping away evil some some see them as a way of like the spirits and the ancestors watching over you you've not seen any like this before but the way that these stones seem to have been designed and they're all very they're nearly identical and the thing that they've come down from and where you are you expect these are either a way of people connected being able to view through them oh no (gasps) the tvs or could possibly be like conduits for power as well okay oh hello welcome aboard you look really quite concerned are you all right this place it's the middle bit it's where i josh speak to you the listener about all sorts of real-world goodness. Don't worry, there are no weird slugs here, and any temples are for legitimate deities. Relax, and I think you should have a nice hot cup of tea to calm the nerves. First, Rooney Runes, aka Cloudy, a stalwart of Norwich TTRPG support in spite of the fact that she's actually from the States. You might have heard Rooney in our collab episode way back as Amana Sanderhoof, the psychotic satyr. Well, did you know that Rooney has two whole podcasts of her own that she's involved with? No? Well, make sure you're following The Beacon, a fantasy audio drama about magic powers, giant monsters, and the importance of making friends, at The Beacon Pod on Twitter. And also the sensational Starfall podcast, an audio drama about the Caravelle traveling acting troupe and their new guardian, at Starfall Podcast on Twitter. Both are excellent productions and we wholly endorse them and Rooney. Thank you, by the way, for all the Ko-Fi support. You're an absolute babe. And make sure you're following Rooney on Twitter at Rooney Runes. That's at R-O-O-N-E-Y-R-U-N-E-S. Rooney Runes. 
Second, Slice and Dice, everyone's favourite Norwich-based vegan board game cafe and similar name-havers to your favourite D&D podcast. They're expanding! They are super excited to announce they are relocating and expanding. They're not moving far, just a little bit further up St. Benedict Street at number 10 to 12 to a much bigger space with room for twice as many tables, an event space and a proper bar. They have lots of exciting things planned but need your help to get there. They've created a Kickstarter campaign with some awesome rewards Awards. Now there's a limited number of each, so make sure you check it out and grab some goodies before they all go. Search Slice and Dice with a plus for the end, so it's Slice plus Dice, on Twitter or Facebook to find links to their Kickstarter, which has all of these amazing rewards. And finally, Alan Voreef, an artist who loves playing D&D and specialises in drawing expressive characters. You know we love to shout out an artist over here at Dice and a Slice, and we simply had to tell you about the incredible work that Eve has been putting out there. Of course, art is visual, so you've got to head over to their Twitter or Instagram at Alan Voreef, that's A-L-L-E-N-V-O-O-R-E-E-F, to check out their gorgeous art, or you can head on over to our Twitter and Instagram to see the beautiful line art of Tala, won by Alicia as part of Wicked Games Wicked Week back in July. Done it? Isn't their work absolutely gorgeous? Well, I have news for you. Their commissions are open, and you should make it your business to fill in the form on their pages to get yourself some character work done as soon as you possibly can. And hey, while you're on the socials checking out that fine work of Tala, why don't you make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dice and a Slice, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, where you can find our link tree, which has a link to our Discord, so you can keep up to date with all things Dice and a Slice, including all the future Ko-Fi specialist exclusive content, which is coming, we promise. Well, that's all from me. All that remains is to thank Benjamin and Rooney, mentioned twice now, for their continued support over Ko-Fi, and to thank you all for listening and getting involved in each of your special ways. Oh, and of course the stupendous Alicia, whose ability to control audio and visual media makes me think that perhaps she might be a wizard. And now, back to the action. You expect these are either a way of people connected being able to view through them. Oh no. <gasps> the TVs! <laughs> or could possibly be like conduits for power as well. Okay. Additionally, with these stones being directly above almost where the aboleth appeared and the way the aboleth just kind of vanished the second the flames reached it. You reckon that was an illusion? <gasps> right. Oh. Right, right, right. Hence why you were being funny with your blind sight. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh. The voice in your head was still very present, Tala. Oh, absolutely. She fully believes that there is a presence there, but there just wasn't an actual physical creature presence there. Honestly, it makes the voice even scarier. <laughs> right, I think we've been duped. That Aboleth over there, um, I don't think was actually there. Um, I, think, I think this was definitely a temple to Axel, but... I, th I think that might have been like a defensive measure as opposed to an actual being. So what I'm saying is it's a good thing that we've burnt the place mm -hmm. because, fingers crossed, this, this little word of recall needs it to be a temple and currently it's just a cave. That being said, these little things, and I, I take one of the, um, the eyes um, and like cover it up with my hand and I say, I think these might be used as some form of divination. We might have been being watched whilst we've been here. Ooh, I hate so, that. Sure, that tracks. Oh, Tala, you've definitely been watched. <sighs> 
like Tala sighs in her mind and is like, look, you've got a crush on me. You just need to be honest about it, okay? Damn. Oh, yes, I want to crush you. <sighs> Tala sighs again ahead and is like, so we haven't tried brute force. I feel like we should at least try brute force, right? Yeah, go on. Give it a go. Give it a go. Tala, do you have anything that does bludgeoning damage? Can I just try with a rock first? You can try with a rock, yeah. Yeah. Do me an improvised weapon strike. So that is a 16 to hit. 16. Tala, you put one of these stones down. You, you find another stone. You lift it up and you bring it down onto this little opalescent rock. And the stone in your hand cracks and breaks. Yeah. I can know it. What happens if I put it in the water? You can drop it in the water? No, I'm going to hold it underwater. Cool. It feels kind of jelly-like when you put it in the water. <gasps> Maybe you can oh, smash it underwater. This is what happened last time because Hendrix had the weird things. Can I smush it now? Drop me an athletics check. 12. I did not roll very well. Um, Tala, you squeeze it and it just <laughs> slips out of your hand like one of them water snakes. Oh, yeah. And it starts falling down the blue hole. I grab it. I roll me a dexterity check. Just straight dexterity. Sleight of hand. <laughs> Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> of all the times, plus it's, three. It, it slips out of your hand and then your other hand just comes in and grabs it. It feels alive. Yeah, Scarlett, do you remember Hendrix had that weird talisman thing and it was like a solid thing that we couldn't do anything with and then when it was in the water it was like alive and weird? Yeah. These things are the same. You put it in water and it's like jelly and it's like it's living. Ew. And you feel it. Now it's kind of like undulating in your hands. Oh, I hate that. Tyler, if you look at it, yeah. you'll notice it's got like more of these little circles appearing on Ugh. it. Like eyes. Like eyes. And and soon it looks like there's like a central circle and then, and then much like with the Aboleth, there are now five sort of little eyes on it and they're sort of blinking. Ooh. Oh, this is so weird. It's like, it, I pull it out of the water. It kind of remains a bit fluid and a bit a bit jellyfish-like. Now what happens if I smush it under a what? rock? <laughs> You're going to try and smush it under a rock? Yeah. Roll to hit? Like slowly, like as if you were crushing something as opposed to like smashing it. Pestle, pestle and mortar. Sure. Are you going to be holding it in place with one hand and then gently squashing with the other hand? Because it's it is slippery. Yeah, I think she'll kind of like place it and then smush, but without like leaving it out of her hand for too long. Does that make sense? Yes. Roll to hit with advantage, I guess. Thanks. Bodhi's fully just watching this and just going... I have no idea uh, what you're doing. I feel entirely out of my depth, but that's fine. Just You, you just got to keep trying shit, says Tala, as she's like, yeah. what? what? A lot of it is just acting with conviction, not necessarily smart. Tala nods. 18. Everyone roll me a con save. Crap. This is good because it might scream. Oh, no. 21. I got a 15. I got a nat one. Oh, Bodhi. Bodhi, you're going to take... Uh, 20 thunder damage. <laughs> Skylar and Tala, you take two thunder damage. Yay! Um, Bodhi, you are deafened for a minute. As when Tala squishes this thing, it just lets out this ear-piercing scream. And like, it kind of feels like it's rattling your skull. Bodhi, you are too close. That was worse than the first. Oh, bud, I'm so uh -huh. sorry. Is it... Is, did it work? Is, is it dead? It seems to be a. It seems to be past tense now. Yeah. Okay, so I say we put them all in water and we squish them all, but we cover our ears because we know it's coming, right? I run over to Bodie and just kind of go, "You're right. Ah, Can oh, you hear me?" Meh, meh. Just tapping his tapping his ears, just kind of. Okay, okay. I think uh, telepathically, um, Bodhi goes, "Is it just me, or has it got really quiet?" Yeah, in here? it's just you. <laughs> cool, cool. Sorry, but it it did the big scream. Hey, no, that's absolutely fine. That was horrible. I've got to be honest. That was that was really really horrible. But hey, now we can kill them all. So just keep. You're deafened, so you're good. You can't hear the others. So we'll kill them all now. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Let's go. Is there something like? Mechanics-wise, that we can do. Okay, I, I, I can say that mechanically, you guys are able to give yourselves some padding, so you may do the save at advantage. And Tala's going to get like a bigger rock, so she can like squish the remaining four in one thing. So there's like one noise. She doesn't want to have to go through this four more 
painful times. I'm not going to make you roll for squishing it because you've squished it once and I've you got know the that enough, right enough, enough force and enough time you'll squish them. Um, can I have con saves at advantage from everybody, please? 18. 14. 16. Bodhi. <laughs> you take 33 thunder damage. <gasps> From the bursting of these creatures, Skylar and Tala, you will take 16 thunder damage. Bodhi, are you okay? And Bodhi, like when these things when these things break, this, there's, there is just this like wave of sound and noise and it kind of sends you flying back a bit. Bodhi, Bodhi gets sent flying back, hits the back wall and kind of crumples and doesn't get up. <gasps> what? I run over to him. Tala runs over. No response. Bodhi! Can Tala give him a healing potion? Yeah, you can administer a healing potion. What kind of healing potion is it? It's a greater healing potion. So it's 4d4 plus 4. That's 11 healing. Plus four, 15. 15 healing. Bodhi, you are healed for 15 and you wake up and- Tala's like, just over you with this bottle like, hey bud. <gasps> you guys see that the padding around Bodhi's ears is starting to get red. <gasps> oh. oh no. Telepathically, I think Bodhi kind of goes, sorry folks, I, I think I fell asleep for a bit there. Uh, you no, you no, okay? No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that that would like hit you so hard. Uh, I you know, uh, I'm-, I'm uh, I'm, I'm quite tired uh, right now. I'm not going to lie. That's okay. Um, did it work? Are you able to make yourself feel a bit better? That's kind of all I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, how are we all feeling? Are we feeling... Are we, yeah, we're we all fine. Do Don't worry a, about us. I'm, I'm okay. I'm all good. Sure? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And uh, Bodhi closes his eyes for a second and the water from the little bit of lagoon starts to kind of creep over and uh, it just kind of clings to all of our feet, giving us each eight points of healing. Aww. Friendship. <laughs> so, Josh, am I right in thinking that a lot of the ink has burned away? All of the ink has burned away. This, this place, this place now just just has like charred markings all over the walls. Is it possible to montage through? Tala will basically show Bodhi and Skylar the Luskin symbol. And can we, could we montage just like carving a load of that into the walls? And Tala wants to carve like a big one where the summoning circle was. And she's just going to be like saying some prayers while she does it just to like try and re-sanctify it with a different vibe. Yeah, you guys are, are able to do that. I'm not going to make you roll for it because you're going to take some time to do it. Yeah. Tala, the whole time you're doing that, mm-hmm. there is just that voice in your head that's saying, oh, how interesting. Oh, that's clever. Aren't you good? Oh, look at that. Oh, what a sweet little symbol. I'm really enjoying these little doodles you're putting on my walls, Tala. Tala Tala just keeps doing it. She just keeps saying the prayers and just ignores the voice for now. Occasionally it goes, ooh, ow, ooh, that really hurt. Ooh, ooh, ow, Tala. Oh, this is this is so effective. Such an asshole. Ooh, Tala. Such an ass. Fully, fully in kind of uh, absolute fuck you mode, Bodhi starts to cast Fabricate and on some of the kind of like loose rocks and boulders, um, they all start to kind of like move together and almost almost become molten as they start to um, start to sort of like become the shape of uh, Luska. Oh, cool. You're making a statue. Nice. Fuck yes, Bodhi. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a full sort of Sakailia statue. I'm going to I'm gonna place it directly where the word of recall is. Like in the middle of Tala's symbol. I love that. Nice, um, if, nice, If nice. you want, as part of the Fabricate spell as well, you can like seal up the channels in the stone. Oh, incredible. Yes. That's and you guys cool. watch as, as Bodhi does that as part of all of this. And there's just this... this it's, it's not... 
beautiful. It's not exquisite, but it is a it is definitely a, a statue of top half. There's there's this sort of female figure, and then these these octopus tentacles that kind of come down and they're almost like gently undulating. The impressive thing about Bodhi's work, I think, is that it always looks very functional. And then there are these details that come into mm. it, like mm. the like the suckers underneath, and it looks kind of soft, like the stone looks soft, which is a very difficult thing to achieve. But mm. Bodhi manages. I think Tala, like see seeing the statue, kind of just stands next to Bodhi and just puts a hand on his shoulder and is like, "Thank you." Yeah, well, fuck Axel. Um, hey, Bodhi, can you roll me a wisdom saving throw? Get in the bin. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> oh, I wish Tala had like an anti-Axel, like the paladins have their circle. I wish Tala just had like an anti-Axel circle of faith to help people with this shit. That was a 15 overall. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, you guys you guys look around and you reckon this place, the, the energy is very different here now. It doesn't feel as, as gross Yay. and stinky. Good. Do you think we're done? I think, I think this is good. I think this has been good. It's better than nothing. I have remembered something that maybe might be worth just having a look in. You know, like further down, I showed you that bit where we, I said me and Hendrix killed that other aboleth. Hmm. There's like a wall behind the statue down there. And I stuck my head through it last time we were there and it was just like pitch black and I couldn't see anything. But maybe it's some kind of teleportation or like hidden base or something that might just be worth seeing what's happening as we as we leave. Oh, wow. Bodhi, I feel like you've got a magic sense I mean, for this stuff. That sounds truly horrific. Um, yeah, uh, let's 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 try. Okay. So long as everyone feels okay. Yeah, thank you guys for doing this. I think this will hopefully, it, it's not perfect, but it's it's something. You know, the the more we can do for the last hope, the better. Mm. Um, in this regard, you know, yeah, I'm I'm down. Let's go. Cool. Okay. You guys step to the edge of the blue hole. You you drop into the water and you start to make your way down. I'm assuming both the the effects of a water breathing. You'll just recast it. Yeah, I think um, as as Skylar sort of uh, jump dives in, um, I kind of go, oh no, wait, I, I need to recast. Oh, he's gone, <laughs> um, and just sort of recast yep. <laughs> recast water breathing like uh, on both of us as <laughs> as Skylar pops in, as he goes in. That's fine. You guys you guys swim down 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 it is quite a long way down as you begin to descend down the blue hole you begin to see the ropes at the bottom that you saw before mm. and as you see those ropes you feel the water start to flow down dragging you down with it ah, <gasps> is the water above us receding it's it doesn't seem to be receding it just seems to be flowing down you can't actually quite see like where... there's a vacuum but the water itself isn't getting like lower it's not like there's a hole at the bottom it's like we're being sucked yeah exactly that Ooh. did this happen last time you were here or is this just uh -uh. no this is a this is a fun new thing i f i feel like whoever is talking in here might be hanging out down there. There is no response. Balls. Is it too hard to swim against? You can try and swim against, absolutely. It'll be an athletics check. Sure, I'll do it just to see how difficult it is. Mm -hmm. As a 17. Tali, you find it pretty easy to swim against the tide of it. It might be more difficult for Bodhi and Skylar, who don't have an innate swimming speed. Yeah. But you find it fairly easy to swim against this. It's just gently pulling you down. Okay. It's almost like it's not quite as strong as a riptide. Sure. Tala just says telepathically, we could try and swim against it. Um, I don't know how easy that would be for you guys, but we could try if you don't want to go down or we could just go see what's down there. I think we're going to need to see what's down there. As especially if this is new. Yeah, okay. Tala stops resisting and swims down just so she's at the front. 
And I guess we're going to go down. You go down. On high alert. On high alert, you go down. Now I'm going down on low alert. <laughs> Skylar's just floating, having a great I'm time. I'm cruising. Like, this Skylar's be being very relaxed. <laughs> you get down there and you see there are all these ropes and they're tied around some stalactites and stalagmites. These ropes don't look particularly old and it looks like there have been some pittens used <gasps> to fasten the ropes in. Pittons! <laughs> Hendrix! He's here! Like he never left. Are they just normal ropes? They seem to be, yeah. Telepathically, I say, um, do you think this these were to try and get out of something or were they keeping something... Pulling someone down? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like that. Can I pull one of the pittons with the rope on it out of the ground? It's easy enough for you to do. They're in pretty secure, but you are very mobile in water. You are a very strong person. You sort of brace mm -hmm. your feet against it and pull it, and the pitten comes out, and the bit of rope attached to it kind of just wobbles in the water, undulates. Okay, I'll just take I'll just take all of the pittons and the ropes out, just so that they can't be used if they were being used to like keep someone down here that they can't be used again. So what I will say, any of you that have like even a little bit of experience in like mountain climbing and stuff like that, or or traversing rock mm -hmm. faces, would know that it's fairly common practice to use ropes and pittons to like mark out a route not so much used for tying things down oh i yes. right. see like these seem more like navigational ropes and they seem like trapping ropes okay going off all these different stalagmites and stalactites they seem to have been used to help people navigate through this cavern so you said there was a portal or a door um at the end of this cavern do you think these were left here to let people sort of come back through the portal or yeah maybe to get up to mm. the to make the thing at the top to make the gross temple that we untempled yeah so i we should go through these weren't here last time i was here oh right no one had been down here a lot i don't think right. yeah can we like stealth in just in case there is someone or something in here can we go quietly um, you guys can roll stealth, yeah. 14. Oh dear. Yeah, I rolled a three. <laughs> I also rolled a three, twinning. That's um, a five. <laughs> I, I rolled a five, so six. <laughs> I'm so pleased that we're all together in our low rolls. <laughs> Absolutely you are, yeah. That was. Um, that just shows that we're really cohesive as a team. My ears, um, my, my ears are just slightly leaking, kind of. Well, the, uh, the, the, healing, the healing magics will have, like, closed the wounds. But, Bodie, you still have, like, a... Oh, you've got tinnitus now, bud. Oh, yeah. He ain't ever hearing right Realistically, again. I think I'm stealthing excellently, but every single time <laughs> I move, like, I'm going <laughs> on, the, on the rocks and... So the three of you make your way through this cavern, using the ropes to guide you, trying to move as quietly as you can, but actually doing a lot of water moving. Tyler, you can hear quite well underwater, and you just sort of hear, like, the movement of people is very loud and you're trying to help them be quieter. Scarlet, you're doing quite well, actually. You're doing quite small kicks and you're sort of pulling yourself along. Um, but Tala Bodhi is just not a stealthy guy. Um, like, occasionally oh. he just swears. Please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's dead. And you're just trying to keep him quiet. He thinks he's speaking telepathically to us but is just talking out loud. And yes. just <laughs> Every time you tap me and go, and, like, uh, and uh, tell me to shush, I'm I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> what? I, 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 oh, sorry. Um, and you guys round the corner. It doesn't take long. Again, you're moving slowly, but it's it's not painfully slow. Mm. And you reach Tala, where the creature you saw the first time, where it died. Yeah. And if you remember, it kind of didn't leave a corpse mm. or anything. It just mm -hmm. it just blinked out of existence, almost like collapsing in on itself. Yeah. And you hear in your in your head, Tala. <sighs> Do you remember when we were here last time, Tala? Is this like a romantic walk down memory lane for you? I don't walk. 
Oh. As you hear that, you guys turn and look and you can see the statue that Tyler mentioned, the broken rubble of the statue. And you see behind it this shimmering black portal that looks like a, a disc made of made of reflective tar. We head towards it. Using the ropes to guide you. You see that the ropes do lead inside the portal. <gasps> oh, shit. I'm, I'm going to risk a third level healing word for myself because um, I'm getting scared now. Yes, please do. Yeah. Please heal yourself. 10 plus 5, so 50. 15. Good job. Good healing. Could I just throw a chunk of the statue through it? Yeah. You're going to have to get close to the statue to do that? Yeah. Tyler, you swim towards the statue and you pick up a hunk of rock. Can you do an athletics check for me, please? That's a 10. Tyler, you pick up a hunk of rock and you you try and throw it, but it's been a while since you've thrown something that isn't a spear or trident underwater. I've been on land too long, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> you've been on land too long. You, you forget how, like, water affects the trajectory of things. You throw it and it just mm-hmm. kind of floats gently forwards and then just hits the floor in front of the portal. Tyler's like, hey, I stuck my head through it last time and it was just, like, black. I didn't go all the way in. I don't know what we think. I'm just going to say, last time, there weren't no ropes coming in and out of it. No, there weren't. So clearly people are using it. So something might be where the black used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could I investigate the crumbling statue, the the pieces of statue, see if there was uh, there's anything that it signifies in particular? Uh, roll me a religion check. That's a 14. With a 14, Bodhi, you look at this statue and you're trying to work out any sort of significance for it, but it is so thoroughly destroyed that you can't really make out what it once was enough to be able to t- try and work it out look this this might not sound uh, a lot like me i'm not necessarily sure that i want to go in <laughs> uh to this place i'd say that sounds like you <laughs> bodhi bodhi just kind of like looks at you slow blinks and then goes right um all look all I'm saying is um, I'm not entirely sure that this is the safest of options. If, if, if one of us would like to, 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 to try, then I'd happily be there to see in case anything goes wrong. Do you know what this is? Can you like deactivate it or disconnect it or? Uh, I, could, I, could I look at the portal, see, see if I recognize the magics? Yeah, roughly how close you get. Oh. Tala will move forward with you. However, however close you get, Tala will go with you. Screw it. I'm going to get within five feet of this thing, really looking at it. Skylar, I assume you're hanging back. Yeah, he's like trying to figure out how to use a bow and arrow underwater. <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like pulling on the bow and trying to like get a sense of the, the trajectory. Yeah, how quick it pings back and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the normal distance for a longbow. Let's use your longbow as an example, Skylar. And you get this just from your yeah. from your fiddling about with it underwater, just the twanging of it. Um, the normal trajectory of a longbow is 150 feet or up to 600 feet with disadvantage. You reckon trying to shoot something underwater with your longbow or your shortbow, the, the furthest you could possibly get it is going to be 150 feet. Right, okay, yeah. And you think, there is a part of you. Your longbow and your shortbow are both made of wood. You wonder if a different material bow might not have that issue or maybe it's the maybe it's the string Bodhi roll me an arcana check nice um uh so 24 Bodhi uh you kind of get quite close to this and you look and it seems like it's a portal first and foremost it is a door a gateway connected to somewhere else unlike a lot of teleportation magic which is instant however this seems to persist right um which is unusual deeply unusual um, given your 
specialism, you would know that. So either this has been created by a very powerful spell or is the product of a very powerful magic of some kind. You cannot tell what it's connected to, however. Whatever this magic is, it's it's beyond my ken. Uh, I, I don't think I could do anything to affect this if I tried. Okay. And this kind of power worries me, if I'm honest. Right. Skyler, you stand at range? No, he'll come in with you guys, so he starts approaching because he doesn't want to get separated. In it together type thing. Um, yes, the three of you gather in front of the portal. Can I have a strength saving throw from everyone, please? <laughs> 17. It, it, okay, in my mind, I was thinking as we all stood there, Tyler was going to like go to hold both your hands. And I think because she's feeling open and like, hey, I'm going to go through with these guys together. Her uh, defenses are for a moment down uh, as I roll Aww. a nine. Oh, oh no. no. I rolled a two on the dice. I've had I've had a string. The last few rolls have not been higher than a six for oh, the last few no. rolls. I rolled, I rolled an 11 plus two, so 13. The number you were looking to beat was 14. Oh no. I did it. <laughs> as Skyler, as you swim towards your friends using this rope to pull yourself along ever so slightly, you just all feel this sudden tide from within where you are <laughs> and the water just rushes towards the portal. Skyler, you grab onto the rope, your legs kind of dangle towards it, but you watch as Bodhi and Tala are both swimming and <gasps> Tala's like trying so hard to swim, but she's reaching out to Bodhi to try and grab him and Bodhi, you're like able to hold on to Tala and you start pulling yourself along Tala thinking, well, she can swim. <laughs> she's so much better at swimming than I am and she's really oh, strong. This is then, exactly what I did didn't want to happen. <laughs> and as you're as you're climbing up Tala, your hand extends, you're reaching out to Skylar's leg, and then Tala, you just for a moment have a tiny lapse of concentration, and you both just get pulled. <laughs> you both get pulled through the portal. Get my <gasps> Oh. Skylar, you don't. Oh, fuck me. Skylar, do you want to get pulled through the portal? I mean... You just said we're all in it together. <laughs> yeah, we're all in it together. We're all Wait, I'm just... in this together. Okay, yeah, I, um, I grimace and I... Uh, do you know what? Can I do like a readying action? Yeah, absolutely. To stab, stab something if you see it. Yeah, whips out Moontooth, has the flame on it, just kind of takes a deep breath and is like... Fuck's sake! <laughs> well, the, the the force of the vacuum. The second you let go with your with your non dominant non moon tooth holding hand, you just get sucked in through the portal. <sighs> the three of you go through this black portal, and you hear nothing. Oh, I don't like that. You see nothing. Tala, using your blind sight. Uh huh. You know that there is a wall on which is probably the portal you've come through. You have Bodhi, you have Skylar, and there is like two inches of water that you've landed in. Oh. And with your blind sight, you can tell there's a small wall, like maybe a foot high. As in what, like to the side of me or in front of me or? Surrounding you. Oh, like in a circle? Like a semicircle. So Tala's just like holds onto Bodhi and Skylar's hands and telepathically is like, so I can feel the wall behind us where we came through. There's like two inches of water and like a small wall around the edge. So we could maybe stick to the wall and kind of walk a bit further forward. Yeah, let's let's try that. Okay. Bodhi, you good? Yep. <laughs> Tala and Skylar, you here. So nice of you to drop by. You suck. 
literally. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there is no response. Tala takes a step forward. Take a step forward into the inky darkness. Mm-hmm. And your blind sight informs you that there is a floor. And that's all that you can detect. What about the small wall? You, you can step over the small wall. I assumed you had. Oh, yeah, I didn't realise it was that close. You, you've not landed in a very big yeah, pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. She'll, she'll kind of advise the team to, to step over the wall. To be fair, stepping over that wall is fairly easy. It's only one Subway sandwich uh, high. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as you step over the wall and take another step beyond, you can hear cave sounds and vision returns. <gasps> and you see that you're all stood in a long corridor. Oh. And in this corridor, there are... Tens, dozens of orbs of darkness. Darkness that you cannot see through. <gasps> None of them have any signs above them or around them. So these these black orbs are about 10 foot diameter, a 10 foot radius. Oh. We, we're talking about potential potential sort of orbs of darkness similar to the one that we've just walked out yes. of. Oh, sorry. I thought when you said an orb, I thought they were crystal ball orbs. No. Mm. Sorry. You mean no. just like pits of darkness. So I'm this, with you this now. So this hallway is about, te- uh, about 30 foot wide. Each of these sort of spheres of darkness are, I, I, I was wrong with my measurements there. They're about five foot radius, so 10 foot diameter. Mm. Um, enough that the three of you could sort of be in them and not be able to see out of them. Um, and they just line the walls of this hallway, this corridor. Wait, wait, are these all portals to other places in the world? Maybe. Is there like a door or anything at the end of the corridor or is it just wall and these portals? Um, at the end of the corridor, there is just a, there's a doorway. There is no door. The walls and ceiling are made of like, black stone. The floor seems to be made of tiles aren't quite the right word just like flagstones. Like this is an intentional floor this is a room that has been made. Yeah it's not just like a cave. This is not just a cave. Does it feel like we're underwater or like underground? Roll me a nature check. That's an 18. You feel underground. Okay. Specifically like subterranean. Do we want to walk down to the doorway and see if we can see anything else? Maybe? Uh, Hang on, let me me go because I can at least do it stealthily. You may do so, yeah. Roll me a stealth check. 25. 25, yeah. You kind of just tiptoe down, skulking between these orbs, checking to make sure that no one sees you. Bodhi, you're less impressed, but that's because you are kind of slightly deafened at the moment. Um, but Tala, you're like impressed at how delicately and softly Skylar's feet are on the on this floor. You get to the doorway. You're going to look through it? Uh, I would like to listen first. You listen and you can hear some people or some beings having a conversation. <gasps> nice, 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 um, nice. You speak... Elven, Sylvan, and Goblin, and Common, don't you? Yeah, um, and Thieves Can't. And Thieves Can't. I'm afraid they're not speaking any of those languages. Ah, balls. It's definitely Abyssal. (laughs) You can't hear what they're saying. It sounds kind of like Common. Have you ever listened to someone who doesn't speak English uh, making a sound like it's English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. They're speaking Simlish. (laughs) Yeah, they're speaking Simlish. You can't tell uh, quite what it is that they're saying. Um, It sounds like there are two voices talking to a third voice as opposed to three voices in conversation. Oh, like they're reporting to someone. Okay, cool. So I would like to perceive. Cool. I mean, you can just pop your head around the corner to look with your eyeballs. I'm not going to make you roll for it because you've got a very high passive perception. Thank you. Skyly, you pop your head and you look to the right and you see this 
corridor that you're connected to seems to go down and then up a staircase. The voices are coming from the other way. You turn your head and you look the other way. And you see not a long way down the corridor to your left, you see a large purple-skinned creature (gasps) with tendrils sticking out of it and five opalescent eyes mounted on its forehead. And it seems to be talking to two humanoids that as you peer at them, as they're talking, you see these tentacles sort of are undulating out from underneath the face of their hoods. (gasps) And as you're peering at them, Skylar, you feel a gentle pressure on your mind. No. No. No, I don't. As you hear, oh, how good of you to join us, Skylar. And that is where we're going to pick up next time. Oh, no. (laughs) Big Daddy (laughs) Abeleth. Who else is in this weird place? Where do all these other portals lead? And what's going to happen when our team are discovered by the Aboleth? Find out next time on Dice in a Slice. What, what did you say at first? I heard dragon and I'm certain that was wrong. Uh, meanwhile, a wagon train, a wagon train. Wagon. I heard dragon and I was like. <laughs> dragon train is my favourite ride at Alton Parks. <laughs> Alton Park, the, the cheap Alton Towers. Just Alton, Alton Park. Alton Park, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the bit on the outside. It's, it, that's where you park the cars. Yeah. Tom, Tom loves going to Alton Park. Yeah, Tom just parks in the car park and just pretends he's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs>